Why everything that's supposed to be bad make me feel so good? Everything they told me not to was exactly what I would. Man, I tried to stop, man. I tried the best I could, but you make me smile. What's your addiction? Is it money? Is it girls? Is it we? So today we're gonna be talking about vices, I guess, and those dark places. A little bit more serious. So I'm gonna throw you the ball directly, actually. All right, no problem. Uh, yeah. So I'll just start very simple. My name is Yanni, and I'm a recovered cocaine addict. Okay. Uh, How long has it been? Actually, November 1st is four years. Oh, congratulations. Uh, when you say dark places, uh, it's funny. I've been to a lot of dark places with my friend George here. I've been to a lot of dark places with Sean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh and I've been to a lot of dark places myself. And when I mean dark places, I don't mean dark places outside of myself. I mean dark places inwardly, right? I'm guessing it starts within before. Yeah. yeah. It's a way of actually venting, I guess, yeah. or just, you know, screaming out loud what you're feeling inside. You know what? Uh, drugs is only 15% of the problem. 85% of the problem is you. Is me. Snap. Okay. That's a quotable right there. You know, uh, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet, meaning uh, I lived with abandonment issues okay. from a very, very young age, and I realized them at 37 years old when I wanted to die. How old are you now? 42. 42, okay. You know, uh, and from there I saw that enough was enough, and I needed to make changes, and it's very awkward and funny to say that the way that I did go and ask for help was I walked into my mom's house at 5 a.m. And I asked my mom on my knees, please, mom, call the cops. I need to go to jail. Tell the cops I beat you. I need to relax. Cocaine beat me. I'm finished. I can't take this anymore. How long were you taking cocaine for? About 20 years. And on a regular? Because I'm a very drug-free person, so... Pardon my ignorance here. Oh, it's not at all. Not I'm just at all. curious because I hear, I know cocaine is the new candy shop of today. Like everybody's on that shit now. But I'm just curious. So was it like a daily thing, a weekly thing, a party uh, thing? I, w- I ended up being a binger more. Binger meaning I would start on Sunday and finish on Tuesday, start on Sunday, finish on Wednesday, and then it just gets worse, worse. It's not, It's for me, it wasn't a high that was bad. It was the downer after. Okay. So the whole point was to stay as high as possible for as long as possible, right? Because you were running away from something, I'm guessing. I was running away from everything. Reality. You know, I had built a Disneyland in my mind. And that had to cost you because I'm guessing cocaine is not free. No, it's not. (laughs) I have no idea the price. So like how much does a habit like that cost you weekly? With uh, alcohol and escorts. Because I'm guessing that doesn't come alone, right? (laughs) A thousand. About a thousand dollars every Monday. Holy snap. Yeah. You were living the life. I thought I was living like, the life. Spending wise. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was living the life. Holy shit. Okay. Do you have kids? No. Okay. Not married? No. So you were drowning alone. Yeah. Technically speaking. And there was no uh, intervention or oh, the, did your friends notice, realize this, or they just thought, you know, you're in the party and 
you know what my friends did my friends notice you know we all party together mm-hmm. you know i love all my friends i don't judge any of my friends you know what i mean and uh, then i had to like i had to go my own way because uh it was getting bad for me you know i had i lost control i completely lost control the last three years of my using i completely lost control like every sense of reality i didn't know what the fuck was happening where i was uh blackouts i didn't care about nothing uh i wasn't happy sober okay. i wasn't happy drunk and high right so i'm guessing that's depression would be the proper term here uh depression or there's a bigger word than depression it's depression it's uh it's fear of the unknown it it's it can it can be a lot of things a lot were of you angry things. too yes because i'm guessing all this comes along again yes. i'm just saying this because Again, this might be a stupid reference. I see this in movies, to be honest. And I have a psychology background. But drugs is another story because there's nothing too logical about it, depending on the little universe that you create in your mind. Yeah. And depending on what kind of monster you're running away from. Yeah. Could be many things. Some people are heartbroken. Others, it's a loss. Or just some people have self-esteem issues. And I heard cocaine is an ego booster. Right? Yes, it is. So that's what I heard. So from there, I'm guessing they're trying to create or build up their ego. The only issue is I heard cocaine lasts about 30 minutes, the high, give or take. Yeah. So you have to constantly keep it up so you can live in that world. And then it becomes a very vicious circle. And you said four years, 20 years of using. Yeah. But intensively, I'm guessing. The last four, three to four years. Wow. And I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying. It, it, it is a lot of self-esteem issues. It is a lot of not being able to say how you feel. And uh, like I, I say, for me, it was an abandonment issue. And mm-hmm. then that abandonment issue affected my whole life. Like I was a possessive boyfriend without realizing that I was possessive. So it was like a ripple effect. You know, I was possessive to my friends without realizing that I was possessive. I would give so much because I was afraid that everybody, I was going to lose everything and everybody around me, you know? And then I resented my family. I resented, I hated my brother. You know, it's it's a big word to say, I hate you. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I disliked my mom. I didn't get along with nobody in my family, right? How's the situation now? Amazing. So, like you went, now you said four years, right? Yeah. What was the trigger? Like wh- at what point, at what moment specifically did you realize that enough was enough? Because I'm guessing some people don't realize it and then all of a sudden it's too late. I hit the bottom. That was it. Nothing was... Uh, I wanted to die, literally. So you were actually suicidal? Yeah. At the end, yeah. Did you try? Yeah. And you failed and then that was... Pain. I woke up in the hospital. I I, I took a whole, a whole uh, container of Tylenol mm-hmm. with a liter of white wine. Wow, okay. And I woke up in the hospital. Oh shit! And it's funny to say that I, when I got released from the hospital, uh-huh. I uh, I just continued using. Like I didn't know that anything else existed. I didn't know that you know what you can pick up a drink mm-hmm. and just have a sip and leave it there. That didn't exist. I didn't know anymore that you can do half a line. So it was quantity. It was like the like it came to a point where I'll give you an example that. Let's say we would, you tell me, let's go for a beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'd sit down anywhere. Right, right when I would put the first sip of alcohol inside of me, I would tell myself, where am I going to end up in four days? Yeah, it's the same for me. Like for addicts, it's like, uh, let's go just for a drink. But uh, at the end of the day, you're going to drink like the whole thing. 
So everything's related, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, because I can relate to him because he said, like, uh, let's go just for one drink. But me, I can't. Like, just for, for one drink, I'm going to end up, like, ordering cocaine, uh, everything, you know? And all drink. those vices. Yeah, everything's going to go, like... Uh, how, how long have you been sober now? For a year. For a year, okay. More and than a year. how long have you been using? 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that takes a toll yeah, on your yeah. body and your yeah. mind and everything. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I got kids. And I remember, like, you, you were saying, like, kids. Me, my last time, I did cocaine. Not the last time, but uh, I was in the hospital. Ça, c'était le plus pire. I was in the hospital. My 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 girlfriend at that at that time, she she gave birth. My so wait, let's just put it in perspective. How old are your kids now? Five and three. Okay. So the second one, the, thir uh, the three-year-old? Yeah. Uh, I was uh, in the hospital, Cité de la Santé. Uh-huh. And she was pregnant. You know, I went to the hospital, but I got like cocaine on me and two bottles of uh, vodka, you know, in the, in the shaker. Oui, oui, the shaker. The shaker, like uh, I, I got I got like a uh, juice, half juice and half vodka. And she was like screaming, you know? She, yeah, she, yeah, she's, she's pushing a baby. Yeah, and me, <laughs> she's giving birth. I was just doing cocaine, man, in the room, going back and forth with the, with the nurse. Like, So I know. have to ask, because he's saying abandonment issues. What was your uh, ish what were you running away from? Me, it's maybe like uh, self esteem. Because you had a wife, I'm guessing, that loved you, that gave you two kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you sound like your life was a little bit more greener, if you want to put it that but, way. But uh, it's maybe like uh, confidence. Okay. Or uh, were you always lacking confidence, or was something yeah, happened in your life I, that I don't, I don't remember? Because you're a big dude, right? Yeah, you look yeah. like a very but extremely I'm not, confident you know, guy. Is, you know, like uh, tattoos and everything, uh -huh. like muscle. It's just the image. But in reality, I'm super... Yeah, it's the soft. armor. People have <laughs> to know? understand that muscles and physiques yeah, and yeah. looks is I'm, only an armor. But yeah, you're that tiny person inside. Yeah, I'm a super nice guy. I'm always smiling. But I, I don't know. It's just... Maybe I was always lying to myself. That's yeah, why. yeah. I'm guessing there's denial in there too. Because I've... Again, I'm talking out of ignorance, but I would believe this is like pretty much a rabbit hole in the sense you have to discover yourself. Yeah. Especially once you guys now are sober, you have to reflect on everything you did before yeah. and ask yourself why and how do I not do this again, I'm guessing, right? Yes. So the issue here is like, again, it's not that I understand, but I can see the abandonment and the accumulation through school and, you know, girlfriends and stuff like that and jealousy and possessionness. Your case, you had kids, you had a wife. Like I said, you're a big dude. Again, I don't think and stuff like that. Deeper, deeper inside. And again, this is the psychology background talking. Yeah. I'm guessing there was something when you were maybe younger or an incident that happened that gave you doubt. And that doubt kept yeah. on growing to a point that you were trying to run away from it with drugs. Because my question really, my real question here is, so you're both on, you were both on cocaine, mm -hmm. right? But you guys don't drink too now. No. no so you guys it. have to be sober on everything or is there people that are sober just on one vice? Uh, well, listen, it depends uh, who and what. Mm -hmm. I know that alcohol brings me to cocaine. Mm -hmm. so ah, okay. I wouldn't so take a, a chance, one. And second, I don't need to drink and use anymore to be myself or to have fun or to have self-confidence. Like, for example, I can go to an all-inclusive, no problem. I walk up to the bar, I order my Perrier. It's not doesn't have power over me. It's weird the way that I say that. How long did it take you to get that power? About a year and a half into sobriety. So, so that's good. So you're in a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. So you're in that period. 
do you feel sometimes the urge or the the, the itch? N no, not not anymore. But uh, it's the same as him. Like uh, alcohol brings me to cocaine. So so you avoid yeah, those two. Yeah, everything. And I'm guessing, do you avoid certain friends now? Yeah, or yeah how does I that work? a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Like all my friends now. Because uh, I'm figuring all your yeah, friends yeah. know about your situation, yeah, yeah. so you it's won't harder. have triggers. I'm guessing you guys. You know what? Uh, you can say it that way, and also it's uh, this. I'm going to speak for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I got full support from all my friends. A couple of my friends went into actually one went into treatment. One one we have the same sobriety date. Uh, attraction, not promotion, in any, any other words, mm -hmm. and. It comes to a point where I still talk to my friends, but I notice that the more and more, because I work on myself every day, okay. meaning I practice certain rituals for me. I do a lot of prayer, meditation. I exercise on a regular basis. Uh, I eat very clean, you know. Uh, so technically you want to better yourself in every form, in, every mm -hmm. state. Every yeah. way, right? You and too? I, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's to the point where sometimes I'll talk to a guy that I grew up with and we, we have nothing to talk about anymore. Yeah, it's different now. Because you're sober? Yeah. Because I'm looking to grow every day. I take my yesterday and I try to better it today. Mm -hmm. Every day on an everyday basis, right? So it's like I'm building blocks within myself. I want to... Like, if I was able to overcome addiction, I believe, and it's not an ego-based thing, right? Okay. I believe that my purpose is to help other people. That's one. Mm -hmm. But I believe in a way, like motivational speakers speak. I relate to them. Okay. I relate to them. Uh, like, I relate to Tony Robbins. I relate to Gary Vee. I relate to uh, Jay Shetty. I relate to all these people. Mm -hmm. I understand what they say. Okay. Because, because I, you've been through it. And I do it. What okay. they say, I do it. All right. You know, like So you practice what you preach. Exactly. You know, uh I'm very action based. Okay. Like uh But I still don't get why you can't actually have a conversation because you need people to be like you to be talking to you. No, not that I, I don't ha I don't have a I can't have a conversation. I went to my best friend's daughter's baptism. We mm -hmm. had a blast. But I mean uh we don't go into that emotional feeling deep level of rawness. Okay. Like we don't. And that's necessary. Uh, not that it's necessary, but it, it it always ends up there. Like meaning uh, if I speak with Sean or another, another fellow or whatever the case is, not that like me and hypothetically George, we don't talk about real things. We do. But that's what I'm saying. I was going towards that because yeah. I'm like, George, George is a beautiful mess. <laughs> okay. And I say this with love and affection again. I don't know him that well, but from what he portrayed and what he's spoken of, I was actually surprised that he's not in your program, to be honest, because he has these ups and downs, even though he's maybe not reached that broken point. But clearly, it seems that if he does continue in that, and I'm... Oh, I've been there. I've, uh, exactly, because yeah. we spoke about it. That's why I'm permitting myself to actually say these things in the sense that it felt like, you know, he's looking for something, that's for sure. And it's okay. He's enjoying the journey, but I guess any drug addict or any alcoholic or any people looking for a high says the same thing, right? If you're not full serious into it, there's no point going into it. You got to be 100% into the program. You have to give yourself. I've been and there. And that I'm 100%. So when you were saying that if 
you guys are not into that together. I'm like, but you or George are best friends. We're friends, yeah. yeah Yet you're extremely I'll, bipolar in the sense where you're at in life right now. If I need help, I'll call him, he'll come. If I need a chat, he'll call and he'll come. He's there no matter what, addict or not, he'll always be there. And if I need any advice, he's going to help me. But when you look at him, don't you feel like going through his path? Of course I do. I'm not ready though. I'm okay. not, not going to bullshit myself or anybody else. No, no, no. That's, that's you know? amazing in that yeah. sense. It's just like coming from me that is not in this world at all. The program is full honesty. You have to be full honest with yourself. We all know you're very honest. Yeah. <laughs> you have the first level. Thank you. So to give back to you, so you're in his program now, yeah. right? He's your sponsor. But how did you get there? Me, uh, I never realized I'm going to stop. You know, I was always like, uh, you know, I will, I will stop by myself. You know, drugs don't control me and everything. I was always like uh you know yeah you thought I, you were stronger than yeah you. i can stop whenever i want you know so at that time my ex she was uh doing yoga mm -hmm. she she was getting like a class up north okay and me like it's a 30-day class you know so i was uh hanging around montreal so before i, I go to get her she said i I don't want to leave like uh, right away to go back to the city so i, I want to just spend time up north you know, just a uh, couple of days to relax, but me, I I use that to uh, to get fucked up, you know, to smash. Did she take drugs? No, she just smoked weed. But no cocaine. No, or... no, no, no. But me, so I, I use that, you know. Uh, so technically, she was a good influence for you. Yeah. She was a good example, actually. So it, it's like a thirty-day camp, you know. Mm -hmm. So she really want to come back, but not right away in the city. So I decided to. To do drugs you know mm -hmm. last time last weekend before she come back so i'm gonna you know do all the drugs and shit so i spent all my money so and then i said okay i'm gonna look for a hotel or airbnb you know mm -hmm. so i went to the cheapest which is 40 dollar okay a room and she said you don't mind she said no it's okay i just want to get out like uh, get out of the camp just go there so we went there and so you went to join her yeah, I went to join her. So it's just like a, the camp, it's in Saint Adèle. Okay. And Prévost yeah, was yeah. The, the, the Airbnb. Airbnb. And it happens that Airbnb thing was a rehab, like uh, a rehab center. Okay. It just happened. Wow. You know, I got cocaine on me and everything, you know? <laughs> and like and the that, guy, it was like a sign. Yeah, like a sign, man. Like, I was are you doing, religious? No. Because I, I know you are. But now, yeah. I'm spiritual. Yeah, spiritual. spiritual. No, because yeah. I, I was looking at your post, there was a lot of God mentioning in it. But now, yeah, I'm spiritual also. But uh, are you Buddhist naturally? Or yeah, are you Buddhist Christian? a little bit, and but uh, I'm not really practicing. But now, yeah, I mm -hmm. believe in a higher power. So you know, That's I went a hell of a, yeah. a hell of a sign. So I, so, so I was there with 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 the ex, and the guy there, his name is uh, well, the guy there, the host. Uh -huh. He bring me lemonade in the morning. Okay. And then I said, what the fuck? Why, why you bring me lemonade? My, my ex was doing stretches. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, he said, you look all nice right now. Like, all good right now. But I can build, I can guarantee you, you can be, like, under the bridge asking for your money. I said, what? And why? this guy didn't know you at didn't all. didn't know me, but he smelled me. You know, he smelled the drug. <laughs> I said, what the fuck, man? And then he said, so like. I guess he was an ex-addict, too. He's an ex-addict, like, more than me. So uh, he said, like, why don't you stay here? I offer you a night for free. This is a rehab center. 
and it's going to be good for you. There's a meeting. And you're the one who picked the location. Yeah. Because I would have thought maybe it was your ex that actually trapped you in a way way of an intervention. Because I didn't have no money. You know, Mm -hmm. I spent it all. So I just went for the cheapest Airbnb, 40 bucks, and it's there. Wow. Okay. And you didn't know it was a redemption. No, 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 no. I was like, oh, let's take a room, 40 bucks. Let's go. So you wake up, he gives you lemonade (laughs) Lemonade. and a free night. (laughs) Yeah, and a free night. But he said, there's a meeting. You should stay. I said, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm going back to the city. I still got cocaine in my pocket. <laughs> okay. You know? So she said, the ex said, I'm going to stay. And I look at her. She, well, I'm going to stay too. You uh-huh. know? So. Uh, and how was the relationship, if you don't mind me asking, with the, the, the ex at that time? Because I'm guessing she's an ex, so she, she didn't work she, out. She, but she's, uh, you know, <laughs> she, she's, she's really spiritual. She's uh-huh. doing yoga, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also... During the quarantine, we separate. Oh, so this is fresh. Yeah. This is you sober. Yeah, sober. Okay. The so- sober me, me like, uh, I changed, you know? I changed, like... But that's a good thing, usually, I, no? I think, I think she, she'll be the best girlfriend if I was still using, you know? Excuse me, you'll have to explain that to me. Because I would have figured if she's spiritual and very centered because she is in yoga, why wouldn't she appreciate the sober you more than the... I don't know, maybe because my like drug addict addiction, uh, yeah. Addiction, I was like, uh, I don't know, Atsiri, yeah, yeah, the attraction, yeah, attraction, yeah. those kind of girls and me attract themselves. I don't know. Is she proud of you being sober? Can I? Yeah, yeah. oh, yes, yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. explain for All me. Right. What happens is, is that when, uh, Drugs and alcohol, for one, when we're when we're on it, we're attracted to a certain kind of a certain kind of woman. Not that they're bad or good. Like she's yeah, a yeah. great girl. She's a great girl. Uh, but what what happens what happens is is in time, in the journey, let's say, what or whatnot, we change. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, uh, the perfect girlfriend that was for us while we were using doesn't in interest us anymore you specific? yes okay not necessarily them towards you but no, you towards them it's us towards them right okay uh like like when i went into therapy mm-hmm. for example my drug counselor told me that if you have a girlfriend break up with her oh from now wow yeah but uh, why what's the reasoning behind it be, the reason behind it is because you see what you've done that's one okay uh, we're selfish, egocentric. Yeah, the you know, world that uh, revolves around you. Uh, manipulating, etc. You know, we're liars, we're thieves. You know, I completely, I say it. All at the ease. seven deadly sins. Yeah, I say it at ease. Right? It's not uh, <laughs> it's as simple as I've that. accepted that. I and, yeah, yeah. and now, now we're part of service, giving back. Uh, the obviously the ego and all that is with us, but we not we grind against it. Uh, how can I be of service, right? Mm-hmm. How can I... Uh, it humbled you. Yeah. Pretty you know? much. So, I mean, uh, we're not attracted to the same kind of people anymore. And I, I could speak for Sean because I've done a lot of work with Sean, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. why I speak f- freely. Yeah, yeah, And, and he, I mean? he, he he's kind of like, uh, he already knew, like, I will break up. Oh, no. He was waiting for me, like, to say it, actually. Like, he, he was just asking me questions. And finally, like, I said, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm not going to move move in with her. But he knew already, you know? Uh-huh. No, but that surprises me, to be honest, because the reason why I asked you, did she use, 
because I was wondering if she was on the same boat as you. Yeah. But the fact that she wasn't on that high of you, I figured maybe she was a loyal person that was there for you for better or worse. And then when you told the story about the Airbnb, mm -hmm. she's the one who pushed you over yeah, to stay yeah. because she's like, I'm going to stay that extra yeah, yeah. day. She so helped me. Yeah. Those sounded like positive actions mm -hmm. and she wanted the good of you. That's why it was... Yeah, yeah. My logical side is not understanding this at all. It's. I'll give you an example. His intention straight off the bat was sick. Mm -hmm. It could have been that girl or any girl in front of him. To him, he would have had the same relationship. Okay. So right off the bat, when he met the girl, his intention wasn't proper and wasn't yeah. pure. Ah, because you were with her already, you know, on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, she met me like I was really like... Uh, destroyed like did, did she know this or yeah, like, did yeah, you yeah, hide yeah. it from her no 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 she we, we met her like uh in the club okay i was smashed by myself oh already you know okay. i was wearing sunglasses in the club <laughs> oh you're one of those <laughs> yeah. sunshine in the club uh, you know like you know yeah sunshine in the club <laughs> i never and, got you, you know guys. like sunshine in the club and by myself oh bottles of vodka behind me but by myself <laughs> you know yeah, I guess that's where you realize <laughs> that you're living and a different type of life. Yeah, she, she was like, uh, you know, she was attracted to me. Like, I don't think like a nine to five girl or normal girl. Normal a good looking girl. kid. Again, at the end of the day, it depends <laughs> on how she still gave you two kids in the sense that I don't know. I don't know the person again. I'm saying this. Oh, but, but no, that's not the the ex. That's oh. the baby mama. It's the another one. Okay. Yeah, I'm that <laughs> okay. type of guy too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've been around. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And there's something that I just thought of that we were talking about maybe five ten five ten minutes ago. Uh, you know when I said about my my boys, the boys. Okay, it's because I'm so solution based today. I look I look at a problem. I don't stick in the problem very long. Okay. Uh, anything life brings me, I turn it into a solution based. I look at it from a th like. A third person which to the point where even sometimes let's say i'm having a hard time with something in life i shift away from myself and i say like for example my higher power god whatever you want to call it life is giving me this so i can be able to help someone else so it detaches me from from the hardship okay so that's what what i was saying before sometimes like i'll talk to uh, not george i'll talk to you know who i'm talking about okay and I'll stay stuck in the problem with him for about an hour and I don't relate. Okay. The mindset doesn't relate, right? Uh, and then I'll just leave it at that. And then we'll talk about uh, other stuff, you know? Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about, uh, for example, uh, clothes, shoes, etc. Sports, whatever. Yeah, 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 you know, a movie. And it's like, I don't know what, I don't know really how to explain it. Like, I can talk to Sean for five hours. Because you guys have something in common, common like exactly the, yeah, but, the, but i'm curious here in the sense now you have this need or urge to help people right yes do every person that goes to sobriety in that sense yes. have this urge like do you have that urge too willing to help or is it just you know i have to work on me and that's in all the my beginning focus? i think it's more you're selfish in the beginning you got to work on yourself mm -hmm. in the beginning and then once you're at a point where you could start helping it's that's the whole point of the program and how do you become all of a sudden wise? Like, it feels like it's really extremist in the sense that one day you're just thinking about you, selfish, 
you know, and all the seven deadly sins, you, like you, we said. You see, you see and what's happening. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, I, I look for the solution. I'm here to help. <laughs> all of a sudden, you, it's like. You, you're so broken going into, into whether it's treatment, whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous, whether it's Cocaine Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. You're so broken that you're humble. When you're when you're humble, you're willing to learn, right? Okay. And like I went to therapy, right? Sean, for example, didn't go to therapy. So when we did the work together, uh, the twelve steps of recovery. So you were his therapist, okay? Technically, uh, no, I just followed the first one hundred and sixty-four pages of the book of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's it. So is it a universal uh, book yeah, type of thing? It's the same one in the states. The it's same in one. seventy-one languages, well, translated right. exactly the same way. So all the psychologists of the world and all the governments agree upon these yes. hundred and whatever pages. It works, yeah. And there's okay. it's funny to say that there's a doctor at the time. Dr. Silkworth, he's called, okay, mm -hmm. that approved it. And he was the biggest doctor at the time in the 1930s in the world of addiction and uh, uh, drugs and alcohol, okay? And, and those rules in those years, 1930, you said, right? Yeah. So we're in 2020 today. Yeah. So we're talking about, what, 70? 100. No, 90, 90, 90 years. 90 yeah. years after. And yeah. those rules, I'm guessing they're getting updated because the drugs are different. All these new chemical drugs, all these different types of alcohols all these different types of vices and stuff like that is there updates or is it like no, no? you no. know why because drugs and alcohol are only 15% of the problem 85% <laughs> of the problem is the person and like I'll give you an example there's certain steps where like Sean is in mm -hmm. front of me which is cool like I'll tell him do the action and then the feeling is just going to connect right after it even if you feel uncomfortable do the action and the feeling just connects do the action and the feeling connects. Do the right thing and you're going to see how you're going to feel. Just do the right thing. Like yeah, yeah. As simple That's as... 12 steps, right? Yeah. As simple as what do I want to do and what needs to be done. Oh, that's powerful. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I tell Sean, for example, always keep on doing what needs to be done. At the beginning, it's hard. Yeah, for sure. But then you, you get used to it. Then it becomes... You know, when you practice yeah, your yeah. mind at anything... It's okay. like muscle memory, but for habits. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it pushed me to go like uh, it pushed me to go back to school. One, uh, nice. I finished my my high school in in sobriety. I'm in university as we speak in sobriety. Studying in what? Addictions counseling. Oh, okay. So it's a university course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It's uh, I'm at Uni Université de Sherbrooke. All right. Okay. Uh, it's a bachelor's. Or? It's a certificate actually. Okay. Okay. So uh, but then there's mental like there's stuff that I want to do. To add up the, after the yeah. day, yeah. Uh, but it's millions of people. It's changed their lives because it shifts you into. It shifts you. It changes you. No, I can imagine. It really like, like I don't hate my I don't hate my brother anymore. To me, that's the biggest thing. And George knows how much I hated my brother. But did you have reasoning to hate your brother? Well, yeah, but I owned. I took, but you focus too much on it, and now you know what it is. We. You man up. You take responsibility for your personal actions. Yeah. I never did that before. Sean never did that before. Do you still have self-esteem problems now that you're sober? Like, are, like do you feel uh, better? Yeah, I feel better. But uh, yeah, it's more way better. Like, I uh, never thought like I would be speaking like here, like in a podcast. I'm so shy. <laughs> you know, I used to be like I'm still shy. But you want you want to wear sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to, sorry. No, but seriously, lighten, like, uh, lighten the you know, like, a bit. my my problems because during the steps, you, 
you like uh, you write you write your problems. Mm-hmm. My problem was uh, communication. Oh, okay. So oh, that's so this why this is perfect for you. Yeah. So that's why like uh, my biggest problem was like I'm doing drugs so I can speak or talk like uh, ego booster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gave you gave you confidence. Yeah, to actually exactly. Speak. Yeah, talk to any uh, like uh, women or whatever you know. So uh, yeah, it's communication. So yeah, I feel better now. So so what do you do? So you said you did counseling, right? You don't. What do you do? Meditation. You do same thing as him. Like I'm doing my prayers. I'm not a spiritual guy, but not like a f- believe in the higher power. Like I'm not in control. You know. Yeah, yeah. Prayers is a form of meditation. At the end of the day, it's yeah, the same prayer basics. Prayer and meditation. Do you write? Reading. No. No. Read a little bit. Reading yeah. is very therapeutic. But I'm praying a lot too. Like, uh, yeah, this is the main. Uh, you main do thing. a daily journal. Yeah. Daily journal. Yeah. So you write. Uh, no, 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 like like a daily reflection. Daily journal. Okay, it's yeah. a daily reflection. Yeah. So it's okay. in other words, it's yeah, actually yeah. we spoke about this yesterday on the pod for discipline and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. that first thing you do in the morning when you wake up. Yeah, exactly. Just to prepare you for the day. Yeah. I'm doing and some that. people write. Some people, Read. like me personally, it's I visual. I'm a very visual person, so I visualize my day, my targets, what I want to do, what I want to accomplish, and then we hope for the best. We mm-hmm. aim for the best. Actually, and then we try. So I guess it's a very long, hard process. How much is it needed, or does it help to have a support group in that sense, like family, friends, or these groups, strangers? A lot. Because you can't do it alone. I'm guessing. Mm, no. For for people like me, I speak about myself. Uh, for no, I wouldn't be able to do it by myself. I think it's a hundred percent about you need the support group. That's why there's a. That's why there's anywhere you go in the world, you're gonna find. Meeting, if you go yeah. on vacation to the Philippines, or wherever you want to go, you're gonna pick up that book. So, f- so, what are the big addictions now? Alcohol, drugs, gambling. I'm guessing sex, too? codependency, codependency. Yeah, of course. There's actually a group for that. Yeah, yeah. there's there's groups for Alans for family members. Let's say let's say you're I'm an addict and you're my father. You you can go to a group because I'm an addict to see how to help me out to see how to help yourself out. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's uh there's for the veterans, those that came back from war and stuff like that. So it's literally. Specific groups for specific needs. Exactly. Drugs, alcohol, gambling are the three top, I think. And how do you find these groups for those who are listening that are looking for? Uh, just call uh, alcoholicsanonymous.com, mm-hmm. uh, cocaineanonymous.com, narcoticsanonymous.com. Uh, so literally whatever your vice is, yeah, that's gonna be a anonymous.com yeah. and you'll find yeah. it. And yeah. there's a lot of meetings here. Like I know mm-hmm. in the States, it's yes. very- Every day. Yes, every day. Every day, multiple times a day, uh, you can reach out people. So there's a there's a one eight hundred number, just in case you yeah, yeah. you don't know and you don't know where you're going, where you're headed. You just call the one eight hundred number. There's somebody gonna be there to answer the phone. A hundred percent sure, twenty four hours a day, you know. And this is all volunteer work. Really? Yeah. It's not federal. It's not provincial. No, it's all volunteer work. The most important person is the newcomer. So you do this for free? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And you know what? Without this, I wouldn't have me. So this yeah, is it's a more, it's, a way it's, of, it's more important to it, my recovery is more important than myself because without my recovery, I wouldn't have myself. It's all about step one too. Step What's one. step one? I'm powerless over drugs and alcohol. Your life has become a manageable. You know the steps? Of course. 
I've done. I've done therapy. I've done. I've done this before. Actually. But how did it not? Well, okay. So because it's not because you have to work it. You have to work it. That's what I'm saying. So it works. It works I'm, if you work it. That's what it is. I'm guessing a lot of people tried it, didn't work, and then you try again. Did the you doors. Work? The doors are always open. Those doors are all. How many open. times did you, did it take you to actually succeed to go once? Through? One time. You you were one time. Yeah. You too. No, no. Me, I was like doing it just for for my ex. Okay. Me, I was still like thinking like I'm okay, you know, I'm still. So you didn't think you no, had no, a problem? No. Yeah, yeah. Me, I finished my step during quarantine with him. I wouldn't do it. I was like, oh shit. So now you, you went through the 12 steps. 12 yeah. steps, And yeah. then what happens? And uh, you get like a spiritual awakening. Like, like, yeah, 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 emotional. Like a, that's why I broke up. <laughs> you know, I changed. <laughs> so you just had to clean your closet. Yeah, literally. exactly. You know what it is? You built a conscience. Like, I'm sure there's people that live the 12 steps without having to do the 12 steps. Like, I'm so fucked up. I need 12 steps. Yeah, you need more specific yeah, guided. To, Some to, people just do it you know, naturally by yeah. instinct. Exactly. You know, you build a conscience. What are the 12 steps, if you don't mind me asking? Not at all. Uh, powerless over drugs and alcohol. Uh, I came to believe that a power greater than myself can return me to sanity. Two. Sought, sought through God. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, step four made a thorough moral inventory of myself. Okay. Step five is I shared it with another person and God. That's where I get stuck. That's your sponsor, let's say. Okay. Then uh, when when you do step four or five, your character defects come to light. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the people that normally you resent in step four are the people you have to make amends to in step nine. Oh, okay. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. So you, when you make amends, that's where that's where you know you want to call it magic. That's where the magic happens. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. I'm serious. It's, so, it's, so you determine how many people you have to call, or you have to do it face to face. Not, or? not. You don't determine anything. You, uh, like, for example, right? Uh, I go to Sean. Make me a list of the people you dislike. That's all. People that you resent. People that. So, how many people did you talk to? At uh, step nine. How many people did I talk to? Yeah. Uh, I still talk to people. No, but meaning how many people did you actually... On the list. I yeah, on, the list. Uh, on the list, about maybe 15, 20 people. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. You how know? many did you have on your list? Yeah, me too. Like, uh, yeah, family members, ex-girlfriends, couple ex-girlfriends. Wow. <laughs> and how was that conversation? Because the thing is, I guess it doesn't depend on how they react to whatever you're saying. No. It's just as long as you put it out there. Exactly. Like you clean your side of the street, yeah, yeah. But you do it. You know what? It's not important what the other person reacts to it. You have mm -hmm. to take whatever they react to it. Eh? You can't start saying, "But what are you talking about?" It's like, not a debate. No, <laughs> not okay. Like for example, me and my brother. It's the best example I can give. It's that let's say in life we fucked each other over fifty fifty percent. I owned up to my fifty percent, mm -hmm. you know, and I had to put my ego on the side. It took me two and a half years to make amends to my brother. Because I was always justifying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today I have, you know what? He's not the closest person in the world to me, but I don't hate him. So it's, it's. He's your older, or younger brother. He's fourteen years older. Wow. You know, so uh, I don't hate him. So it's it's amazing for me. Like right. I can actually call him and say, "Hey, what's happening? You know, how's your day?" Which yeah, yeah. before he he would call me, I would look at it and I would just turn off my phone. And would he do the same? Yes, because I'm. Yes, I got that you were angry towards him. Was he angry towards you? Uh, for sure. Yes. Okay. Yes, like he thought that, like you know, it goes back to he thought that my parents treated me better than him. I thought that my parents, like 
he would abuse me work-wise. Okay. He's very established, so he would promise me things. I would go, and then he would not keep his word, right? And 14 years older than you, he had a big head start. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and and it was always like that, right? So like, there was a lot of resident, uh, resentment. Yeah. And then, you know, it became a blame game at the end of the day. You, not me, yeah. me, not you, and blah, blah, blah. You know? Step six. And... Uh, and uh, what uh, I'm just gonna share, I'm just gonna, I'm Thank just, you, George. I'm just gonna, sh- I'm, I'm just gonna say like one. Uh, I remember the first time I tried to go make amends. He has a restaurant in Kingston. Okay. So I called them on a Tuesday. I Kingston, told them, Ontario. Ontario. I was like maybe Jamaica or something. <laughs> I told, yeah, man. I told them uh, Friday at two o'clock. Are you available? I need to see you. I'm gonna come up to Kiss- Kingston. He told me, Yeah, no problem. So I booked a hotel Thursday night. Uh, I went to Kingston, slept. I did a lot of meditation. Before you go for, is he married? Does he have kids? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you see your nephews? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. He yes. didn't block that. No, no, no. Okay. We never blocked that. It's just we never find, found uh, a middle ground. Okay. Okay. So he never like said you weren't his brother anymore type of like. No, okay. no. Fair enough. Sorry. Uh, and. Uh, you went to Kingston? I went to Kingston, rented a hotel. The next day I show up at his restaurant and he was in Montreal. I, I, completely, I completely forgot. So it's like I, on my end here, I plan a whole week thing. You do an effort and he I make an effort, is being selfish. You know, when I wanted to go to treatment, my, tre- my treatment cost me $26,000. I'm looking for my brother. 26000 Yeah. I'm looking for my brother. Okay. And uh, he's not answering the phone. And I'm telling him, Jimmy, please, I need to go to treatment. I'm, I'm going to remortgage my condo. I'm, re- I'm in the middle of remortgaging my condo. Mm-hmm. I need 26 grand. I'm going to give it right back to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going into treatment. Nowhere to be found. I called a cousin of mine. He didn't even question me. He just cut me a check because I'm going into treatment. And then, But he- that's amazing support. Not everybody can have yeah. a cousin or yeah. a friend yeah. to... Yeah. But that's what I needed for me. But twenty six thousand for what exactly? Private, private. It's a private. Uh, it's the whole program was twenty seven months. Okay, it was three months intern, completely okay. ni- ninety days, completely ice inside a house. Uh, Were you with other people? Or yes, just, fifteen okay. other people. Okay. Okay, and then for two years, I had an aftercare program with an open door policy to the treatment center. I was allowed to participate in any of the groups. I still call my addiction counselor sometimes. I still, if I need to speak to a psychologist, there's a psychologist there. If I, a social worker, there's a social worker there. As long as I'm sober, I have an open door policy for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. To That's that cool. place. And for the two years, every Thursday night, we had a, 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 a gathering, if you want to call it. And other people that completed the three months and were still sober, we would meet every Thursday and we would talk about our week and our struggles. And because you know what? If we work together, it's not your problem that I have a problem, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah or like, you know. Are they like, do you tell your coworkers? Oh, I was anonymous. I was uh, not anonymous. Sorry, I was direct. I'm direct. I'm all over the internet. So I have to ask you, so, so I have to ask you now. So how's your personal life now that you're out there pretty much putting it everywhere? Is it an issue? I'm guessing a girl would be hesitant or maybe scared to date a guy that has history. And this goes to addiction or it could be like... Uh, You know what? I did deal with that. Meaning deal, I did had that. I 
I actually lived that fear. And okay. I went into uh, the first girl. That I was eight and a half months sober. And the first girl that liked me, okay, my girlfriend. And in, my, in the back of my mind, I go, okay, good. Now I'm, I'm, I'm in recovery. I have a girlfriend. Life is good. But I, it's like I picked anybody. Today, I don't, I don't care. The way I respect you, you respect me. Drugs and alcohol are not my solution today. Oh, oh no, no, no. I get, no, no. I get that 100. But, but I'm I like, mean, how are people receptive to that information? They're very proud. Also, they are. So, yeah. Very or proud. Older too, keep yeah, in mind. Very, so. very proud. And you know what? It's considered a, a mental health issue today. You know, it's not the way it was a couple of years back where, uh, come on, you could just stop. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it's, considered as a weakness before, and now it's you know, and it's deeper. it's uh, a lot of people are not anonymous anymore. You know, like through fa- famous people, like yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, I'll give you the funniest example, right? Uh, Eminem. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I I can tell you exactly when he was on drugs. Oh, depending and, on his albums. Yeah, and depending <laughs> depending on his words and his anger and his you know yeah yeah the shift that he made right Elton John there's. All of them are in sobriety. Yeah, you know, celebrities, I can only imagine, you know, because of the lifestyle and the fame and the pressure is above and beyond. I'm not saying it's justifiable because they're stars, but it's more visual because we see it. Like, I see you in the street, I can't tell. Yeah. Right? Because you're, you work, I see you at your job. Yeah. Like, when I saw him at work, I didn't know he was this special. I, I like to bug him. You know what? I've never really, after that relationship, I never really thought of it. And you know what? I don't care, to be honest with you. If if this person doesn't want to be with me because I have a, a, a pro, like, we don't live in the past, man. You know, we're in the no, present. No, but a lot of people get scared, uh, yeah, sadly. I get it. It's, 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 again, I, we I, can't control people's no, thoughts. No, so sadly. It's, it's not important to me what the other person thinks, right? Yeah, what's, yeah. What's important to me is the impact that I can give out to the world. And, the reason why I'm everywhere for me is because one, to help, and two, to be accountable to the world. Because when you're accountable, when you're accountable, mm-hmm. like I'm sharing the world, I'm talking to the world about recovery. I'm talking to yes. the world, I cleaned up, you can clean up too. If I can do it, you can do it, right? So let's say one day somebody watches one of my videos or one of my posts, etc., and gives me a call and I'm not sober. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to show say, my example. This guy's full of shit. So it, it somewhat gives me accountability to myself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You so know? you have to remind yourself that, you know, you're not doing this only for you. You're doing this for whoever. I, but I honestly believe, and this is maybe just a, what I've what the majority of people don't know they have a problem. Yes. Step and one. that's the thing. Yeah, no, but because you can sh- show people, tell people, if you need help, I'm here for you. Yet, if they don't know, they think they have a problem. Like not everybody like can me, be yeah. somewhat lucky like him. He falls in yeah, the Airbnb like, yeah. and it's like, hey, I'll I'll help you here. And I find it very scary in that sense because the the the, the point of not knowing to the point of no return, I'm guessing, is very thin. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of horror stories out there where people didn't make it and you know it ended very badly. We have friends. We have friends. We have friends. Friends, friends that are that have died, like straight up died. <laughs> So I can only imagine. I have a friend of mine that works at Stereo. Da, da, da. So he saw a lot of people overdose and stuff mm-hmm. like young people. Because especially now, I'm not gonna start blaming hip hop. Like sound like an old guy all of a sudden, but the music now it's making it sound so cool, so easygoing, and it's so accessible now. 
It snows all year long. That's how I call it, snow. Yeah. So Blizzard. it snows Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. all year long. Now you can get it anywhere, anytime. There's Uber drugs in Montreal, mm -hmm. everywhere. And it's scary in that sense because I had a really close friend of mine that was having issues. And I don't have an addictful personality at all. And again, maybe I'm lying to myself, but so far so good. But it was just, I could not understand why that person would be falling in. They had everything in their life. Stable family, stable job, a supportive family. He had women around him, like in the sense that, you know, a good looking kid. He had a lot of confidence, even though I know he has stress issues and he had insecurities, yes. But he kept on going. And the thing is, you tell him, you come and talk to him. Hey, you know, I got you. If you need anything, I'm here for you. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know what? Was he really happy? Yeah, I mean, I'm ne I was never happy. Like, uh, even have, even money. But did you women, know? No. My only happiness, it's when I was using. Like, uh, the only happy, <laughs> like, the only You fun thought happiness was when you yeah, were high. yeah. The fun, it's uh, getting drunk and high. That's it. But that's so. That's why I asked you guys what was the trigger. Because I'm pain. Yeah. Pain. Emotional pain. Wow. Comes down to pain. Because I'm like, even if you would do an intervention, for example, I'm guessing you guys or you did an intervention. I've done a few, yeah. And do they actually work? Like, yes. do the people are receptive? Yes. So how do you do them? Like, how do you approach the like? Whole uh, be, uh, for starters, it's what I what I've learned in school one. Okay, and mm -hmm. but I take my personal experience a lot because uh, why I take my personal experience is because somebody that doesn't know an addict or doesn't know an addict's mind, an addict can manipulate their way out of a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I can see that coming from a mile away. Like, you know, when, when Sean said before about I already knew that that was going to mm -hmm. happen in his life, yeah. it's because I lived it, not because I'm smarter than anybody. I experience lived, yeah i i lived it and i don't want to tell him because he has to live through the experience right so he has to go through them. yeah exactly he can't jump so the 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 intervention is i make them really look at their patterns i make them really look at their habits i make them really look at then if you don't have a problem for example why can't you wake up in the morning and go to work like like i, I do or your mom does or etc or your brother mm -hmm. you know and then we get to a point where you know what you want to change it's very simple yes or no and then i do the family does call me or the brother or the sister or the wife and they tell me uh you know i have for example a husband that uh, has a problem and he's not aware and etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh i ask information like about yeah, yeah. his patterns his this is that and then i just show up so you Literally. don't even know the person no oh shit I would be so angry. <laughs> me thinking me, somebody would just come up and I'm like, I don't even know you and you're just coming you about help. and then I'll be double mad because I'm like, people are talking about me without me being aware. But um, again, it's from a good cause and everything. Yeah. But if you add drugs and alcohol and denial, it can only... And it's a lot of, like you You say that you studied psycho psychology mm -hmm. and that's amazing. It's a lot of psychology too, right? Yes, of course. You know, it's a lot of... Uh, and also, uh, you know, we become seekers, I guess. Like I dived in books. I dived in, uh, let's say, uh, self-help books, for example. And I tried what they were, yeah, what, yeah. you know, to see. Is you it, have to find what works for you. Exactly. The end of the day, yeah? Then, you know, when, uh, like, 
you you said my quotes God like my God is what I did is I'm a Greek Orthodox mm-hmm. but you know what I read Buddhist books Orthodox books uh, Catholic and Orthodox yeah, yeah. you know I read uh, the the Muslim the Muslim the book I read uh, a lot of things and then I went to see a monk and he spoke to me about an omnipresence how he put all the religions into one right yes. there's actually an interesting book a novel called uh, uh, in French, it's La Formule de Dieu. In English, it's uh, Einstein's Formula. So it's based Stones. on a true story. You should actually Formula. read it. Thank so you. So it's a novel. So it's oh, the journey wow. of this guy. So there's a side story that's really not important, but he goes and meets every main religious figure all the way to Hinduism. And then they realize, because through the whole story, Einstein is trying to prove, and this is true. This was during the Manhattan Project. He sat down with the prime minister of Israel at the time, and he was convinced, because he was a Jew, right? he was convinced that God could be proven mathematically speaking. He actually does it at the end. It's a very interesting book in that sense. But what was interesting when he went through all the, the preachers and the, the imams and the, and everything, he was able to connect all religions, all the way from Buddhism, that is not necessarily a religion, but now it turned to a religion, and Hinduism. He was just saying, all those are all the same. They're saying all the same thing, but just in different colors, different shapes. And it was interesting because you're like, wow, how many, how, how can it be that people in different places in the world came to somewhat the same pattern or story? And then, you know, they even talk about energy and the Bing Bang and the whole thing. Yeah. And they pretty much overlapped it over the Bible and the Quran and everything. And it actually fit. That's how he did his formula. And it was a really interesting book in that sense. And I read it in a really uh, interesting moment in my life. I'm not religious at all. Okay. Like I, I believe I respect every religion. I respect every belief, each their own. Some people need it more than others. I don't. I don't need to know what happens after. I just need to know the present, remember the past, and hope for the future. That's pretty much my base. Actually, the quote of today was pretty much that, and um, that's enough for me. I have two kids. I show them by example. I don't need to tell you what was written in a book written fifteen thousand years ago. I'll show you what I think is good and hopefully they'll have their own opinions, their own experience because reality is truth has changed with time, right? In the Bible, they show you how to take care of your slaves. Today, it's unimaginable to have slaves. Were they wrong? They were victim of their times in that sense. Now today, it's different. Homosexuality, you know, and all these new LGBTQ titles, uh, racism, everything changed. Everything changed. Adapted, adapted or just transformed there's no formula there's no truth that would withhold and withstand time you can only live your truth right now and hope for the best at the end of the day it's a, it's amazing what you say because I do completely agree with you and the, the the cool part is is let's say somebody tells me what do I do if I don't believe in God right mm-hmm. I tell them good orderly direction <laughs> yeah okay as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, for example, do you believe that there's something bigger than you out there? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, uh, like I mean, no, I because, uh, but it's, yeah, it's just, you know what? It's choice. I choose not to, man. You know what? You're going to fight it at the beginning. I fought it. Yeah, yeah. I, I got out of treatment 10 minutes. I wanted to have a beer. Three months therapy morning. The willpower has to be extremely strong. Like I said, honestly, I can't even 
relate in any form or way. The closest thing that I can associate to me personally, this might sound ridiculous to people, is when I became vegetarian. This was the hardest will because I wanted that steak. And again, I'm not even comparing the struggle or the, the anger or whatever like that. I did it for other reasons. I had to focus. I had to discipline myself. And that's as close as I can somewhat relate. I can only imagine you guys coming from that dark place. And what do you mean? Oh, no, I was just, you know, <laughs> talk a little bit about what you lived through, what you went through, the hard times, like meaning in sobriety. Because it's easy in to... In sobriety, like, uh, yeah, like I, I kind of like found myself, like was I was like finally feeling emotions, you know? Okay. Like, it's okay like to be humble. It's okay like to cry. I was so like, uh, before I was always acting like, tough guy you know like I'm, I'm nothing not faced yeah. you you're trying to hide behind yeah, your... like now doing sobriety like uh, I start speaking <laughs> communication you know like talk actually like saying sorry to people and uh, talking to my dad you know like uh, communication like just talk how's your family relationship with your parents and uh, like you was, have brothers and sisters yeah I got a big brother and the same thing like uh, Yanni me and my brother we were, were always like competing you know mm-hmm He's and, uh, older than you? Yeah, older than me. Same thing. 14 years? No, no, no. no not 14. Like oh. three three years older, okay. but uh, we're two boys. So it's like always like, you know, like uh, I was believe, uh, I was thinking like he hated me or whatever. He's trying, he's jealous of me. I don't know, you know, but it's always like been hard. Yeah, yeah. Between me and him. So uh, uh, in sobriety, like he, he everything changed. Like uh, I'm more like, I don't know, like uh, I don't know how to say it, but uh, say it in French if you want to say it. Ça l'a changé. C'est comme si maintenant je je I talk to him like uh, as a brother, like as uh, equals. Yeah, equals. And it's not true. Like it's not always. It's only in my head. Yeah, yeah. Most like, of the I times thought, it like, is in your head. You know, yes. I, I really thought like he was competing with me or being jealous of me, but it's not true. C'est c'est mon grand frère. Like, he's, he loved me. You know. And you're able to to express love like now? now, yeah. But before, no. Like uh, me, I didn't answer the phone. Like I was always a- acting like tough or whatever, you know. Like uh, not good. Messi par rapport tout aussi. So now uh, it's been a year and a half. You said right? Yeah. So how's how's that relationship going? Like now, it's maintenant première fois il m'avoue. Uh, I'm proud of you you know my big brother says he's, I'm proud he's of saying, you yeah I'm proud of you he never said that like him him is like uh, he's uh, he got a big ego also you know c'est, that's c'est the comme, biggest problem yeah, today he got a big Legal. ego but uh, première fois qu'il admet que he, he's proud of me he loved me like today actually oh that's good <laughs> yeah. and how about your parents my parents also like my dad when I did my amends to him like he finally speak my, so he, my he dad, re- he's really like his background. He's from uh, what's your from background exactly? Thailand. Okay. So like my dad, he's always like reserved. He never like talk or share nothing. Yeah, no yeah. emotion. No no emotion. But when I make my amends to him, he finally talk. Because you showed him. Yeah, he was like. Uh, actually, he was like you know he talked to me and he, he looked in my eyes, and uh, he was feeling like, uh, yeah, emotional like. And how's your relationship with your kids? Right now, it's like uh, amazing. 
Avant, c'était pire. Là. Ouais, ouais. Avant, 5 avant, et 3 ans, ils sont yeah, à la garderie. Yeah. Là, je... Avant, you know, I was using in front of them like a fucking idiot, you know? Oh, shit. Like, like yeah. what I was saying, like before, like the second one, when he was born, I was using in the hospital, actually. Yeah, in the hospital. So she was pregnant. She was... Giving birth? Accouché, giving birth. And as soon as she finished giving birth, she was fucked up, you know? Like she was sleeping. And me with my two bottles of vodka, I was drinking and doing lines on the table of the of the delivery. Cité de la santé, ça. Cité de la santé, direct. Shit. You know, like, plus jamais regarder cet hôpital. <laughs> and, and, and then my 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 newborn, he was in the back, back of me. C'est like vrai, ils ont deux ans de différence. Ouais, l'autre, le nouveau né est derrière moi. Me, I got two big bottles of vodka. She was in front of me, like laying, like smash, you know, because yeah, she just, just gave birth. <laughs> and uh, I was doing lines. So was that your lowest low? Yeah, no, no, no. I was. This is like the start. <laughs> so c'est quoi le plus bas que t'as été? Le, le moment le like plus uh... <laughs> où t'étais, je suis dégueulasse. Le plus bas, it's like. Uh... Et c'est incroyable. I took a chain from my from my kids, and I went to sell it for for a gram. Yeah. I was stealing, I was doing anything, like, fuck, man. <laughs> wow. Like, uh, nous, les, les Asians, des fois, on donne des, des chaînes comme oui, cadeau. Oui, comme, uh... So I just took it from him and took it. And he won't need it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know, you know, he's like two years old. So, daddy, come here, you know. So I took his chain, I went to the jewelry store, give a, take a gram and snore it. Mais c'est incroyable, tu peux en rire aujourd'hui. Ouais, ouais, c'est ça. Parce que je m'imagine que tu m'aurais dit ça, hi. Oh, là, là, là. I would have said, this guy is disgusting. Yeah. Yet, you've done the work now. I'm not saying you're done. I think you're never done. No, never, no, no. never, never, never done. So because of that, it's actually refreshing in the sense there's a little bit of light or a lot of light uh, yeah. after the tunnel. How's your personal life? Right now, I'm doing good, yeah. I'm working, uh, yeah, I'm taking care of my kids. So I moved in uh, to Laval to be next to the their mom. Okay. Because my, my oldest, he just starts school. So oh, je, okay. je vraiment tout pour eux, maternelle. So je fais vraiment tout pour eux là. So yeah, relationship with them. C'est une garde great. partagée. Ouais, garde partagée. C'est quand c'est quand? Ouais. Puis je m'entends bien avec la mère aussi. Ça c'est extrêmement important. Yeah, yeah. Extrêmement. But actually, she she left me because of drugs. You know, I was doing cocaine like everywhere in the house. We, we used to have we used to have a house, three cars. I was driving a BMW. She was driving a Lexus. Legally speaking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were like. Good, but me, I was doing cocaine every day. What every kind of night. business were you doing at that time? I was doing like uh, all kinds of stuff. Like legally like, speaking yeah. or illegally? Legally and illegally. Everything, you know, everything, everything that yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah, everything for the money, you know? So, so. I'm going to ask you both the question. It's the same question to both of you. I'm just curious. Tu te souviens la première fois que tu as fait de la coke? Yeah, c'était à Saint-Martin. Saint-Martin, la rue ou l'école? Non, Saint-Martin, dans le sud, Saint Martin, oh, the island, the island. Yeah, I was ça, doing that. That's the problem of rich. Yeah, this is like a, with my ex, like my first long relationship. It's always the women. Yeah, it's the women. It's her. She brought me with the puts and all. So I was oh, like, ouais. oh shit, I was feeling like a, you know, rock star. <laughs> rock star. So I was doing cocaine on the beach. I was start. I start there, and she never stopped. That was your first. You were what age? Maybe in the 20s. Didn't know 24, when I found out I lost a child, I was engaged. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
That's a dark. I did not expect that <laughs> yeah. at all. I was, I was, I, I was a big drinker. Yeah, from let's say sixteen, seventeen. You are Greek, you know. So it's in your uh, blood. A big drinker. I would drink every day, but about three, four beers. Three, okay, four socially, beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, working in the restaurants and stuff, finishing, finishing, you know, twelve, one o'clock in the morning. Where are you going to go? Let's go to the local bar, have two, three beers, and go home. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I still remember it was a Thursday night. Uh, That's very precise. Yeah, Thursday night, uh, we had spoken about uh, engagement, whatever. Uh, You're 24 here. 24 years old. Uh, and uh, she had a disease called lupus, which she still has today. Autoimmune. Uh, and uh, there was complications, and she lost the kid, and I just panicked, and I blamed everything on her. And how did you get the coke? Like you called somebody well, or you had friends that were on it? I, I, I knew. The, yeah, yeah. You know, Especially my surroundings. The, yeah. Uh, and uh, I just asked for it and I just did. And it was funny. I So you were angry. You blamed her and you're like. Yeah. Uh, and then it was a Thursday, Tuesday. I, I left for Europe for four months because I didn't want to <laughs> see her. And it's funny how powerful it is, is that after I went in Athens looking for cocaine at the time. And I was willing to pay top dollar now for cocaine. I couldn't find it anywhere. You don't find it here. Anywhere. Okay. And then when I came back from the airport, I took a cab and I went to a certain bar straight from the airport. I wanted to do cocaine straight. And you didn't do coke for four months. Four months. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's why I say it's a lot of behavior. It's a lot of, uh, you know. Because you definitely enjoy the high, I'm guessing, too. And at the time, I didn't have a problem. You know, at the time, uh, like I've had period periods of, of uh, like a year and two months, seven months, four yeah, months. Yeah. You know, I've had time in between, right? But the time in, in between would come when I would do something really, really, really bad. Okay, I got away with it. You know, things are, yeah. didn't, you know, nothing shit didn't hit the fan. So let's relax a little bit now. Let's take things serious. Then I remember when I bought my condo, for example, I compressed all my using into Monday. But when I say compressed, like we're talking about six, seven grams. <laughs> you know, shit. and uh, Sunday night and... J- Did you Stone? ever overdose? No. Sunday night, 24 beers, three liters of wine. And two I, hookers. Two, three hookers and about three, four, three, four grams of, uh, of cocaine. That's how I would start my Sunday night. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Every Sunday, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I would and Sunday I wouldn't use. But you would see the difference in my character. Wow. Okay. You know, uh, Sunday I was the happiest person in the world, the happiest. Wednesday I hated my life. Yeah, because you were at the bottom yeah. of the curve. Yeah, and then I couldn't just I couldn't wait for, you know. And you had a consistent job, regular job. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yes, my wow. whole life. And I did, obviously, I had to do whatever I had to do, uh, whatever yeah, yeah. I did, you know? It does cost money yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. When was your first time, George? 15, 16, high school. First high time. school? Yeah, high school, yeah. First it was Juicies. We used to put the Coke or whatever in the, we used to put the Coke, the stuff in the, in the weed. We used to smoke it. That's juicy. Juicy, yeah. Okay, I'm ignorant to these things. And uh, sniffing, 16, 17. By 20, it was, by 19, it was full out, all dressed. Oh yeah! Like, oh yeah, yeah. If it wasn't whatever you can find, we do. If it was acid, if it was Molly. So you've done all types of drugs. We, we every yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. Like, except yeah, for yeah, crystal yeah. meth. I haven't done crystal, crystal meth. I thought I haven't done crystal. You've meth. done crack? Yeah. 
heroin. Everyone's. So all you guys and your favorite one was Coke, or yeah, was yeah. it the most yeah. uh, accessible one? The most addictive one. The yeah, one addict- that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Coke is the most addictive. Yeah. All the I heard crack was same shit. It's Coke is it's, it's, it's the same thing. I don't Coke. know. Like yeah. it's, just make, it's just cooked. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Simple. Wow. Whether you smoke or sniff, same thing. This is so scary. High school too. That's High school, so fucking, yeah. And I you can only like imagine great. today. Yeah, with a girl. Like with a girl, actually. <laughs> you feel like Superman, man. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what thing. I heard. Yeah, that's you really feel like super. Like I, I would walk in a club and I hold the club in my head. Yeah. 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 You know, I By could pick bar. up any chick I want. All this I'm even seeing chicks. Yeah. And you know what? I would, I, could, I could walk up to the most beautiful girl in the club and talk to her. And you know, there's chances or tell, that or tell, I'm, or tell her fuck off. Yeah. Or, yeah. And there's chances that I'm leaving with her. Yeah, it's confidence booster, you know? right? It's and booster. Uh, like I'm walking at three in the morning. One time at a candy bar with George, I'm walking at three in the morning and I'm asking girls, let's go to swingers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, direct. Let's go to swingers. Did, did it work? Did it? Did it? No. Did it? So, no. no. <laughs> okay, so it didn't but, work, but yet you still had the confidence. You, you know, you're walking up. A for effort. <laughs> you're, you're buying her a drink and you're telling the second thing that's coming out of your mouth is let's go to swingers. <laughs> You know, so we have you two, and then we have him with sunglasses alone with yeah. two six yeah, liters yeah, of vodka. Yeah, exactly, it's <laughs> and, crazy. And like taking taxis to go places random, randomly alone. Like I would yeah. go to uh, from Terban, I would hit Rapunzel by myself. Mm-hmm. I would I would like get slicked up yeah, in yeah. my head, and I would just go do my thing alone. It's I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Would you do it alone because people would not come with you? Like you would call a couple of people that are like, we're busy? Or are you just like, I need some No, alone? because I was a little bit of the raunchy side with women. Like I like older women. Okay. So uh, uh, You didn't share the same taste uh, as others. You know? <laughs> so uh, sometimes people would think that I was really fucked up, you know? Hey, each their own. <laughs> <laughs> each their but own. But I loved it, right? Like I would go to... Uh, I would go... Uh, uh, from a young age, like uh, all my, for some reason, if I follow my patterns, all my girlfriends were always older than me. Okay. And uh, I remember I used to like to go to these French places. Rosange. Yeah. Rosange yeah. Thursdays. <laughs> where there's, fi- I'm serious. 50, 60 no, but I know those where places. There, where there's 50 year old, like, uh, you know, I am 41. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm, I'm, I'm 35, 36 and the, and you know, the, the women are 45, 50. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what, you know, and they're out to have a good time. I would bring that extra cocaine with me, maybe a couple of ecstasies, uh, you know, just a just a party, you know, just to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Expecting the girl to do a few lines, invite her to my house. Like my condo was a hotel. I never actually lived in my condo until I got sober. <laughs> Explain that to me, please, because <laughs> I'm trying to understand. I'm like that made sense, but I still don't know what that meant. All right, because I. I live, uh, I live up in East East du- Duvernay. Okay. Okay. All right. I grew up. Oh, in so you're from Laval too. Yeah, I grew up in Park X. All right. So I mean, when I did drive when I was over the limit but controllable. Yeah. But when I was really fucked up, I took taxis everywhere. I Responsible. Never, yeah, and I would leave my alcohol car. Alcohol and drug addict. I would leave. I would leave my car anywhere. Right. So my mom lived in Park X, so I would just go smash on the couch or uh, my friend uh, Edson, George, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera, yeah. right? Uh, I would just smash at her house, right? Uh, but then there was those days where my house was always clean because everything on the outside was so important because I, I can't accept that I have a problem. So everything on the outside has to be perfect, right? 
because you can't. So you camouflaged your flaws yes. by being ultra organized yeah, in that, your household. Exactly. That's that's interesting of a, an approach. You know, uh, dressed to the T all the time, a brand clothes, uh, money in my pocket. But, you know, don't, you cannot approach, but I can't sit with myself on a couch by myself. I'm scared. I'm scared to, to be alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, when so you... So it's that nice armor, but inside... Mm -hmm. When you say, uh, yeah, and that's all, I would just bring girls over. I would just stay Monday, like we said, with the escorts. And then if the nights that I would go out is I would just bring girls over. That's so all three come hand to hand. Drugs, alcohol, and sex. Yeah. That, that was for me, right? Was that for you too? Uh, because every time you spoke to me about your stories, you had an ex-girlfriend. Like you have so many exes you can... But me, I was like also like always going out like by myself when I... But Use why cocaine. was it by choice or was it because nobody in your circle was? No, it's just by choice. Like uh, I think I was better than everyone, you know. Like, and uh, I can get all the girls by myself. I don't know. And, and were I... you addicted to sex too? In that sense, that no, no, you was just alcohol. Yeah, and the just drugs. like sometimes I, I, I don't even pay attention to to women. I was just drinking. Mm -hmm. I just want to go. I just want to smack, like get fucked up on the bar. So how long did? <laughs> okay, so let's just say you were talking about Sundays. You let's just say Fridays or Saturdays. How long does it take you to recuperate from a night with so much? Seventy two hours, three days. Twenty yeah, yeah forty forty eight to seven. Yeah, three days, two three days of nothing. And then you just go back at and it. And then you're back at it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes I don't sleep like for forty eight, seventy two hours. Like the last time before the. Yeah, yeah. yoga thing I didn't slept like for uh, I started like saying I said Thursday until Tuesday <laughs> yeah, yeah Saturday yeah. so I went to the and you didn't sleep what no, the hell did you I was do just, just doing cocaine like and it was summer like I went to the uh, like Terras Bosco everywhere in the old port and this is alone by myself no 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 I started with my couple of friends yeah but i ended by myself yeah well, they yeah, couldn't yeah. follow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, it was like, a marathon so thing. i lost like <laughs> i lost my sunglasses i lost my jacket i lost i don't know man you I lost, lost yourself money. too yeah, my friend. I was like, Fuck. and then you would go and crash for like two three days no 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 so uh yeah that time yeah uh, recovered like for two days or whatever like 24 hours sleep <laughs> i remember sleeping at tuesday at about maybe 7 p.m mm-hmm from uh, starting Sunday, Tuesday, 7 p.m. and waking up Thursday <laughs> at like, yeah, waking up Thursday like at three in the afternoon. So Wednesday, the whole world turned, I was sleeping. So, so many, like today, when I look back at these things, like so many transactions in life happened. So mm -hmm. many people got up and went to work. So many people had sex, so many, and I was sleeping. Mm -hmm. For I, a full 24 hours. Yeah, yeah actually more, almost yeah. 48. Yeah. yeah. Ask our mutual friend. I've come home with no diff two different pairs of shoes on, okay? No shirt <laughs> and my belt tied around my neck, okay? No joke. That's a hell of a night. Yeah. That was an afternoon. That was an... <laughs> and you were in a relationship. Yeah. That I has to put a lot of pressure on your... Sure. Can I share something now that... Yeah, of course. The, the, mm -hmm. They're both here because I think they have a very... Something very big in common, okay? Okay. When he... George said that he runs out at a certain step in recovery yeah. okay he ran out also the first time step four yeah, yeah. okay uh the hardest step mm -hmm. one one and four he 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 stayed sober mm -hmm. okay those two months uh and then we did the steps in the confinement 
right? Yeah. Uh, and it changed his life. And I don't know how, it, the way it changed mine, don't ask me how, it was just those little daily things. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, and if, if, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, shoot, let's see. You know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it that's stopping you from just giving it a shot? Ah, it's so hard. That part is so hard. Giving it the whole program a shot? Yeah. Or that? That whole, that, like, it comes from there because that is 85% of the program because that's where the program, the action starts in the, pro- the action of change of self starts. I always get there. I always start. I have my three, four weeks, two months full sober. And then I don't know what happens. I'm just scared of the success. That's what it is. I'm scared. To go from further than that. Is, is there a chance that you're scared that you won't be who you are? That's what I'm scared of. I'm just so used to being who I am right now. And just so... So you're afraid, technically, it's going to sound joking, of, yeah. but like, to be George of the Jungle will die. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Me too, know. like I was scared. No, but I can well, imagine... Me too, you, I was scared. You, you, you visualize, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're this character, however you are, with your flaws and qualities, and then somebody comes and offers you a better version of something you don't know. Yeah type of thing and then you start asking yourself I'm guessing but I'm okay how I am right now like, like la- last year I, I broke down last year I had a big breakdown a very big breakdown I called my friend good friend of ours he came he picked me up he brought me to a therapy in uh, Joliet uh, after uh, it was supposed to be uh, three weeks or I don't know a month or two months whatever it was after a week I felt good no I'm fine and I'm cured let me go back to the city I left the program came back to the city I stayed sober for 80 uh, something days but I wasn't sober I was just not doing drugs mentally inside I was still doing drugs you know what I'm saying it's like I wasn't like did you have the itch I, I had the itch every day I felt more emotions I felt better I felt better but I just didn't I don't know that's step four Actually, when got, that's a very interesting comment you just yeah. said now. so you felt the emotions so pretty I much drugs the, and alcohol numb oh yeah the emotions I felt emotions so you don't want to confront your emotions exactly yeah, I felt like I actually felt I was feeling stuff like and it was scary to see wow how much I can actually feel and wow I'm actually a human and I'm actually you know like seriously was, but you knowing this 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 is what's so interesting about you George honestly <laughs> in more ways than one fucking love you you're so aware it's shocking to me to be extremely honest you're aware of all this yeah of all this fucked upness and i know this word does not exist but i'll it create does. it for you fucked upness, yeah. <laughs> yet you maintain you and him the first step i think he goes to it every morning when he wakes up he knows he has a problem yeah. mm-hmm. yet you choose to still go with your daily routine did you ever ask yourself why? No. Why? Because don't you don't want to know the answer? I don't want to know if it's scary, man. Why? Why? I don't know. It's just so simple to go out like this and continue it. And yeah, I hurt myself. I hurt others. And to go and do what they do is fucking hard, bro. It's very hard. Look, I can imagine. But I told you this on the second podcast. It becomes easy after. I'm guessing it becomes easy after a year. But that first year is brutal sometimes. My three months was brutal. The, the, first yeah, of that's all, what they say, right? It's 21 days to stop to bre- a bad habit and three months to actually create a good habit or something like that. That's what I heard this week. Yes. So I can only imagine, but I'm figuring with the right support group and you have the best oh, tools yeah. right here in of front course, of you. The tools, you can have them. You can have a toolbox full. If you don't use them, yeah, yeah. useless. And I did it in 2004. I did a three-month therapy in Toronto, Bellwood. Okay, it cost the Quebec government $80,000. Uh, sorry, $40,000. I went there for 80 days. I paid was, my taxes for that shit. Yeah. Okay. Fair it was enough. 500 bucks a day to be there. The Only best. It worked. Uh, it, you know what? It didn't work for me, but 
but it worked for others. And you know what? Even me just sharing this knowledge now and having these guys on the podcast, if it can help one person, people, for me, it's good. No, but this is what amazes you know? me. So for the people, the listeners that don't know this, all this podcast idea came from George. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one who needs this the most on this table, yeah. I believe. So that's what makes you a very amazing and particular person. When the time comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But when it comes, it comes. I wish you the best yeah. at the end of the day, but it's just like, yeah. and you as, you've known him for a very long time, I'm guessing. Yeah. 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. yeah. If I would be your friend of 25 years, I would be fucking scared for you, my friend. Like it would be scary every time somebody calls me, I see your name and I'm like, what now? We're good. We're good. There's the big guy upstairs watching over us. Yeah, but don't push your luck. You're right. No, you're <laughs> don't, right. Don't, don't you're push right. your... Because I'm like, eventually it does break. It's like an elastic, right? You're pulling it, then it comes back. Pulling it. Yeah. And then at one point, you don't want to get to that breaking point. Yeah. And it's a point of True. no return. Because yeah. I don't want to be... I wouldn't want it on anybody, including you, of course, that bad ending type of thing. I believe everybody deserves a happy ending as long as they put on the work and they do the, you know, the mm -hmm. daily... It's an everyday... It's an action. It's an action-based life. Exactly, but that's what life is. Yeah. Anyway, um, so even if you're running away from something, you just have to be. The, the biggest issue I feel with people with addictions or vices or whatever is the self-awareness that's lacking. They're running away from something. Sometimes they know what it is. Sometimes they don't. They just don't want to look back, and they keep on doing these drugs, alcohol, parties, prostitution, whatever it is just to run away because they don't want to face that image, that issue. But once you face it, it's the hard part there because it could be scary, I can imagine. It's not, you know what? It's an illusion. Mm -hmm. It's huh. not, you know, fear is an illusion. Okay, fear, it doesn't exist. Wouldn't that be saying joy does not exist then? No, no, not it doesn't exist, sorry. It's it's when I say it's an illusion, all right. What we fear in our mind is a lot smaller if you put it, the action behind that fear. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, you I know, get that. You know what I mean? So we build, we build uh, this whole big thing. Oh my god, I can't do it. Oh my god, I can't do it. And you know, you do it, and it's actually nothing. Like I'm not talking about sobriety itself. I'm talking about take take this everywhere. Like people, uh, people go to work every day, and eighty percent of the people don't like what they do, statistically, yeah. right? So, totally agree on that one. So why why go there? Why don't you listen to yourself? Why don't you take that risk? Why don't you do that? that well, the truth behind that part specifically, people do it for different reasons. Again, some people need to do it because that's feeding another purpose, right? Not everything is a direct line. So let's just say you a brick alone is just a brick. Cement is just cement. Okay. Together you build a house. So some people do a shitty job or a job to pretty much make ends meet. If you have kids to feed, yeah. I'm not going to focus on my joy of work. I have other priorities. It's a question of priorities at the end of the day. Okay. In my case, personally, I work in daycares. It does not excite me in any way or form. I just fell into this for family reasons and stuff. And the podcast is my fun part. Okay. I do this because I enjoy listening to people, hearing stories, helping people the best way I can. I, I, I write to people on Instagram when they're having issues. I don't even know these people. And I just like, yo, if you need to talk, 
Sometimes it's better to talk to a stranger, somebody that doesn't know you. He can't judge you, he doesn't know you, right? And, and his opinion mm -hmm. technically has less weight, but some words could have more weight in that sense. So you can get lucky that way. But sadly, I can't see everything being a straight line. You have to do detours and stuff. As long as the objective is clear, where you want to go, yes. how you get there, is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can be fun. Sometimes it's a disaster. But yeah. your intentions have to be good. Yeah. And this guy is a walking paradox in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Because he knows the yeah. troubles, but he knows where he wants to go, yeah. but he's like, not right away. <laughs> like if, if I call George and I tell George, George, I need something. Mm -hmm. No, I, I believe you. Help. I George, believe I'm you. In trouble. He's probably the best sponsor you could have. You know? Yet. George, like... Uh, even to the point somebody's bothering me. I'll give you an example, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which, you know, we're a lot older now, but the the question is, is that it's, you know, it's, it, and, and like George says, and I completely agree with him, when you make that personal choice that you want to change, mm -hmm. okay, you're 50% there. Yeah. And the choice is not the problem. It's the resistance to the choice, the fear of the change, the fear of the unknown. You know, it's the choice. It does they, sound scary, yeah, to be honest. The, the, the yeah, I was shitting in my pants. I'm not going to lie. When I walked into treatment with 15 other people, you know what I mean? Who is this guy? Why is this guy looking at me? What do you mean I can't talk to my friends? Uh, what do you mean I can't? I had to ask to go for, I had to ask for an apple. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, for the phone. Yeah, for because we're so warped in our head. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're, we're, I'm not going to speak in plural because I don't want to offend anybody, right? Uh, I was so fucked up that, you know what? I want it now the way I want it. And you're nobody special, you know? And I remember my counselor telling me, listen, buddy, the only place that you are able to bring yourself in your life is in a treatment center. So why don't you shut the fuck up, sit down, and open your ears? He literally told you that? Straight. Right. And you know what? That changed my life. Because he was absolutely right. So how, how many people are like in your group of friends now now that you've you know you've came out of all this how much is your core entourage about 20 to 25 people this is including family of course no oh okay i don't consider my family my core entourage i don't want it doesn't it, yeah yeah, it yeah could sound fine. like fucked up i love my mom my dad i love my brother and my sister mm -hmm. i love my nephews but i don't consider them my core entourage okay because they don't understand not that they don't. I'm not so a victim. So the 20 people you you named are all in re, uh, in, in recovery? recovery. Yes. Like uh, my sponsor to me is my the most important person in the world. Oh. Meaning, if she tells me, and my sponsor is a woman. Okay. Okay. And does if, that change anything? Uh, normally, they say the guys stick with the guys, and I heard a share on the internet Why, for feelings. Uh, I'm guessing just in case personal? for uh, just in case, but I heard a, I heard her share on uh, on the internet. I didn't know who she was, and I went looking for like I went stalking her to take me through the step work. Why her? What because, did you hear? What did she say that could? Uh, something about suicide. Oh, okay. That really touched me. Okay, and uh, she's the only person in this world that's allowed to tell me what to do, and I won't counter it. I'll just do it. So I'll, you won't debate it. You just do it. I just do it. So are you like that with him? But you know, like the the funny part is because me and Yanni, I don't know him. Like it's been like one year. So how did you guys meet? Actually, how did because the become like, your sponsor? That, like, like the when I finished at 
prévôt. Yeah. Don't tell me an ex again. Huh? No, no, no. It's <laughs> Sunday because it's a Sunday and the next day, literally like ne- next day, Monday. So the guy, the limited guy, brought me to <laughs> Fabreville. Okay. To, Fab- to uh, Fabreville to, uh, to another meeting. So I was there in the meeting and that guy introduced me to Yanni. I don't know why. I don't know how come he, he just like, this is Yanni and he's a spo- he can be your sponsor. And I don't know. I just clicked. Okay. You know, he was wearing like, you know, Air Max or whatever. Like he was like my <laughs> swag. My, my, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, he's a cool sponsor. And, and, and then, and then like you were talking about friends. Yeah. I was going to go so, next. Yeah. How so much me, is- I used to have a lot of friends, I think, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know all, all big friends, but Yanni and we clicked and it's kind of, kind of like he knows me since way, way back, back when. you know it's crazy like uh, i can relate to every story like everything you know so when you hear his stories right now you were aware of most of these stories i'm guessing yeah yeah the suicide part the the lot he lost his child and everything yeah yeah but, did you uh, try to commit suicide mm, maybe not you suicide. thought about it yeah i thought about it but uh more like overdose self-destruct yeah, yeah self-destruct exactly did you ever like, overdose I didn't no. ask you that question. But almost, but I don't know. But I, I was using so much that uh, I should have died, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I deviated something too. I did like cocaine like Completely. crazy. Yeah. Completely. Oh, yeah? I don't yeah. have a nerve in the middle at all. I'll take a floss, put the and floss in. And that's what yeah. happens when you do cocaine? <laughs> yeah, a lot. Really? A lot. Yeah. yeah. Holy fucking shit. Like, I still don't breathe properly. I still don't breathe properly. Okay. You know what I mean? But sometimes but you do the, cocaine like uh, it's like unlimited, like uh, doing it like to die, you know. It's, no, but I can imagine that you when you do it, you don't do it with the intention to die. You just do it because you're. But sometimes you just like do it you think, like, you, to the you point. You're gonna die that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, this you one, feel your heartbeat yeah, and yeah. everything. <laughs> you feel. And I'm guessing you guys bled from the nose. Yeah, and yeah, yeah everything. Like, sh- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I, no, like sometimes you like George was saying, like I would feel my heart coming out. Yeah, of like, ready to come out of my mouth I'm gonna die oh my god mm-hmm. I would go for walks and then okay what do we do so we can calm down I would grab a bottle and I would just start drinking and yeah. drinking yeah. and drinking thinking that it's gonna level me right a glass of milk I would, a glass I, of milk I would drink literally till I would pass out like my neighbor found me on the grass yeah so what was the worst thing that like you passed out on the grass yeah was there other situations like this that were uh, being up from Sunday it's Thursday morning at 11 o'clock. I'm at the casino. I win four grand. I don't remember Wednesday. <laughs> I could have, I could have, it's, it's like, we could joke about it. I could have killed somebody. I literally, I don't remember. So you have like a missing. <laughs> missing. Completely. And it's never came back, right? There's patterns that have came back to me later on. Uh, yeah, like flashbacks. Or uh, my ex-girlfriend uh, not opening. This, this is uh, like fucked up. You know, and I can laugh about it today. My ex-girlfriend, which is my girlfriend today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a girlfriend. Uh, so she was your ex and then she came back. Well, we were together. She left me because of drinking and using. Actually, yesterday was her 19 years sobriety. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's fucked up. 19 years. 19 so she years. saw you. Fucked up. Janine, she saw me fucked up. I used to read her I'm book. guessing she's older? Yeah. yeah. I used to read... I, <laughs> I had to put that one out. Yeah, yeah. It's not a problem, man. I had to... I had. I would read her books yeah, on cachette. Yeah. And I would relate to everything. But the most fucked up thing I did to her is I was calling her. She wasn't answering. I walked. 
I broke her patio door. Uh-huh. I just kicked it right through. I walked in the house. I took off my pants and I just went to bed like, <laughs> like it's normal. This guy Hulk smashed the window. <laughs> He's like, now it's night night. <laughs> like it's normal. I'm like, hoping it was summer, please. <laughs> because I don't really, like, it doesn't matter. Like it's you know, like who does that? Or to, were you ever aggressive or towards her? No, my no, but in general, meaning high. Because I'm like everybody's high. George, was I aggressive? I don't think so. Not really. No, just. Well, how would you like, tell? You would be high yeah, with him. Yeah. So. No, like you know what? If 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 we were, I don't know. I wasn't. No, some people when they drink, for example, they become aggressive. No, I wasn't. I was so, more of a let's go have fun. But you know what? Don't bother me. Yeah. One or don't bother my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, what, yeah. You were what, territorial in yeah, that yeah. sense. You know, everything is related at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah? You know, but I mean, uh, the kind of person where I'm going to drink and go out to fight. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's go pick up chicks. So you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go to swingers. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Were you aggressive uh, on drugs? No, no, no. I was just like, uh, no. But you uh, were soloist. Yeah, alone. solo. But uh, I was always like, uh, I don't give a shit. You know, I was doing cocaine like right in front of everybody just to look tough you know but were you alone <laughs> taking the drugs yeah sometimes like usually i'm by myself like uh, carrying drugs popping bottles by myself you know in the club like by myself everywhere by myself i'm doing line like in front of the bartender shit <laughs> now <laughs> like, that you think breaking, about it <laughs> like breaking cocaine in front of everybody Revolve. like uh, you can see you know oh shit man doing cocaine everywhere like shit your dealer must be broke right about now yeah He's, he has to be missing. Yeah. Do, do yeah, they yeah. push you to buy back? Like, yeah, no, no, because yeah. I, I, I used to be the, you know. Okay. I used to the be provider. The, one, yeah, the provider. Wasn't that one of Biggie's uh, don't get high <laughs> yeah, on your yeah, own yeah. supply? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, I, I was. Ten crack commandments, no? It started like that, you know. I was, you know, dealing a little bit. And then it starts to, you know, I always have it on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, start, easy access. Yeah, easy access, you know. Put it in the freezer and open it, and, you know, doing it. And what's what's funny with that is you brought up Biggie, right? I'm I'm a I'm a diehard Biggie fan. Okay, okay. Uh, but I can't relate to his music anymore. I can imagine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're not aware. This is how uh, uh, recovery changes your life. Is that imagine a person that I grew up listening to? Okay, I cannot relate to anymore. And I remember coming out of therapy, putting on his his uh, CD at the time and. Oh fucking! I got I got a craving. A, a craving, mm-hmm. a thought right away, you know, because I related to this guy. I was yeah, doing yeah. what he was talking about, right? So I went back to my treatment center, and then I threw out all the. All so my, now you don't listen to Biggie anymore? Now I do because okay. I'm not I'm, I'm not a like I know it's the drugs. It's and not alcohol. enough trigger, big of a trigger it's, to. It's not a solution to my problem, right? Uh, when you watch movies about, I don't care. I can go. Well, technically, you can go to a resort and not drink, right? Exactly. So. And also, I've been to I've been to places to pick up people from motels that have binged for three, four days. I've done that before, and there's cocaine everywhere. I just wipe it all down. I I leave a glass of uh, of whatever they're drinking, and then I spill the rest. It doesn't. Uh, I don't. So you're fully disconnected uh, from that. Yeah, but I'm fully disconnected because I do whatever I have to do on an everyday basis. Well, you did the work, myself. and you keep on doing the work. Right? You know? it's consistency, I guess. Exactly. Here. Exactly. It's. Are you still having issues? No, not anymore. But uh, before, yeah. So if I put you a line of coke no, right now, I'm not gonna do it. No, because my recovery, like, uh, I'm too f- kind of. I-, I love myself more now. Like. Yeah, yeah, self love. Uh, yeah. So now, what do you do 
I'm gonna get to you afterwards. What do you do every day now? Do you, like you're a tr you train? Yeah, I train. Uh, basically, sports. No, um. So gym. Gym and uh, work. I take care of my kids. Eat well. Uh, yeah, eat well. It's really like I want to be the best version of me. You know, I'm trying That's to very be the well best said. version of me. Like, uh, and it's it's going there. You know, I'm gonna get there. So uh, I got I'm more motivated. I got more motivation motivation than before like i wake up i'm never not really tired i got like that but you're focused craving. Now. yeah focus exactly mm -hmm. so uh yeah i don't have that craving no more but the first like first month first three months was so hard you know i can only I was like, imagine fuck, those when i was like <laughs> i wanted to beat it beat up someone like everybody that was doing cocaine in front of me i was like uh, shit <laughs> Yeah, because I, I guess uh, those three months you have to avoid it to a maximum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extent just I to cut everybody simple. off, you know, like for people, the first three months. Yeah. People, people, places, and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. I was like uh, cut off everybody. Like it was just by myself, you know. I was calling my sponsor every day, like uh, you know. Well, I was trying, you know, to call mm -hmm. him, like keep in touch with the program. So yeah, you still, you guys still talk to each other regularly? Yeah, yeah. more than ever. Oh yeah. yeah, it's crazy because like you know, like uh, he he became my friend, like yeah, a yeah. close friend. You know, it's crazy. Like he told me once, like because <laughs> <laughs> I, I go to him that me that first meeting that we yeah. met, I gave him my number, uh -huh. and I go to him, call me if you, ever you feel like talking or whatever, give me a call, and he called me. So I go to him, you know what? Are you willing to come so we can meet for a coffee? If you want to come to my house, you can come to my house. If you want to go to a Tim Hortons, we can go to a Tim Hortons. Uh, Whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's all about it's all about the newcomer, right? At mm -hmm. the time, so he decides, okay, I'll come to your house. So the guy, he comes to my house, but I can tell. Was the that, house clean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I can tell that uh, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing there, but he's there. So that's the first step, you know, yeah. right? He's uh, saying he needs help. He doesn't know what for. Yeah, but he. You know, but he's there, and he. He's trying and he's telling me this. And then I tell him the funniest th thing is, is like I smile at him and I tell him, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. You're going to see in a year from now, me and you are going to be like best friends. Yeah. On a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And today he can. I, I, I can, I can like, uh, you know, like we, we met in the meeting after the lemonade. Yeah. The lemonade guy. He introduced me to him and he. What's the guy? What's this guy's Louis. name? Louis. Louis. No, because we have to mention and, and, his and name. Louis and he's in the program for more than 20 years. Wow. So he knows, like, he smelled me. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. all cute. Experience. Yeah, he was like, you all cute like this. <laughs> but, uh, but like, you can be, like, right under the bridge. Yeah. Uh, and he smelled me. You know, he smelled yeah, like, yeah. the, he detected the look. You. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, who's that guy, you know? And then the next day, like, Monday, he introduced me to Yanni. And Yanni, right away, like, like, like he was, like, uh, all friendly to me. I'm yeah, not yeah. used to that. You know, he's, he's like, call me. Like he I'm didn't mean gonna, nothing I'm, from I'm, you. I'm, just not, being I'm nice. not gonna call you. You know, I don't even know you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not gonna call you. And then he invite me to his house. I'm not gonna go to your house. I don't even know you. So and then I, I showed up, and then he 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 said to me like, uh, what he said like you not, you know, you're stuck with me for life. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? I don't even know you. He stuck with me for life. You know? Oh, shit. You know? The first, second day. You know, first yeah. time I met him, like, you're he stuck, stuck with me for life. It's shit. So I was like, okay. So I'm going to come back. And I keep coming. I was late sometime, and he was there, you know? Have you met his kids? Not yet. No. Just no, not yet. 
that so, meeting that meeting you went to on on Monday, I was there with him. Oh yeah, yeah, the one in Laval there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I met. Uh, well, my sponsor I had back then. Oh shit! Yeah. So how many people can you sponsor at a time? Uh, I have. Uh, I'm sponsoring four people right now. Okay, but how how do you get to like for him? Let's just say if you would want a sponsor, what would he require? He has. He gives his number. Uh, you give out your number, like you go. You but be you have yourself, to pass through the twelve you, steps. Be, yeah, no, your mm-hmm. sponsor brings you, your sponsor takes you through the steps. Like I took, I took a shot. No, no, but meaning for him to yeah. become a sponsor, oh, the person yeah. has to go through the twelve steps. Like first. For, for example, uh, he can he can sponsor. Let's say now he can sponsor George if yeah. George would be willing to do the work. No problem. Okay, and then it's by by like, like a chain. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a like a, a pyramid, a pyramid, yeah. if you want to call it. But you know what? Little does Sean know that he's helping me stay sober yeah. more than what he thinks he is. But I can imagine because you, you realize know, that you know that's it. The energy is back and forth, right? Because I'm accountable to this guy. <laughs> so it's the that's why it's like a, it's like a chain. So yeah. me after me. Do you sponsor anybody? Not yet, but uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? Because yeah, I'm yeah. guessing you can yeah, cause, cause not it, want to. Because it's going to help me to uh, Better yourself keep sober. To keep being sober. Yeah, yeah. You know? So you me, I'm have... helping him like to be sober. But I guess just your friendship, the basics of it actually just makes it positive, right? You're surrounded by people. And again, this might be a basic example. Healthy people, you know, those CrossFit people, they surround themselves with CrossFit people. Well, so that's what it is. We're all about... Uh, we're all about, we're not different than anybody else, but we're all about solution. When I say solution, we go to the gym, we eat proper, we eat healthy. Uh, our mindset, we're aware. Mm-hmm. It's all about uh, the mindset, how how good we can be. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's be the best we can be. You know, because as an addict, we don't, we're not, we don't live well in the gray area. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we take our addictive behavior and we throw it into the positive side of life. Yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly. You know? Because of the fact that you guys have that addictive, so you should be addicted to positive. Exactly. Like, uh, I was 250 pounds. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, for people that don't know, can't see you, <laughs> this guy's a skinny dude. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 250 yeah. pounds. And then I remember- Because I, you were skinny on cocaine. And I remember I'm a member, uh, no, because what happened was, is I inflated from the alcohol and then, the, the, my first year of sobriety, I really concentrated on sobriety. Oh, okay. So I fell into sugar, chips, etc. Yeah, yeah, comfort but, food. But uh, the thing is, is that somebody told me, did you go do a physical? You did a lot of cocaine in your life. You know, go to, go check yourself. So I went and I checked everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was diabetic. I uh, had a little bit you of- You were? Co- You're yeah. not anymore? No. Wow. I okay. had a little bit of- uh, cholesterol? cholesterol. And I read in a book that it, it's not only what you read in your in your mind; it's what you feed your mind yes. that helps your mind. True, everything's it, connected. And I I just clicked, so I went to the gym the next. I would go to the gym once a week, but I would finish the gym and eat a large pizza, for example, right? <laughs> so, and I thought by going to the gym, it gave you permission to eat bad, exactly, because it would eliminate each other. I went. I I saw the first guy. It's funny, the first personal trainer. I took him. How many sessions? How many? 15, 15. How much does it cost? Let's go. I paid for them. And I listened to him. I put the way that I took recovery, I took this training guy. For health. You know? So 
And now I just follow what he does. I don't go to the gym as much today as I would like well, because we of what we're living. <laughs> but I, I exercise at home, but I eat very, very clean. You cook, I guess? Yeah. I eat greens and protein. That's oh. all. Greens and protein. So you me. really have a very healthy diet. Yeah. And it's not... Do you not, smoke cigarette? Yes. Okay. No, because I'm like, eventually some people have other vices at that point. Uh, and it's not a diet for me. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's really a lifestyle, you know? And uh, that's... That helps you clear your mind. It helps you feel better in your skin. And if you feel good in your skin, mentally comes with it. And also, I want to live longer. Now, I care about my Now life. You had a will of living. I care about my life. I care about myself. I love myself today. Wow. It's a very... It's actually very inspirational in that sense. You know? And I'm guessing you're the same. Mm -hmm. Healthy living, healthy. Yeah. Plus, you have two kids. Do you want kids? The truth, no. No? No, I don't... It, it, you know, life hasn't brought me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, through the COVID, I lived... Uh, I lived... I worked. I work on Marvin. I still work on Marvin's, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, for exactly 13 years, to be exact. So I'm used to a certain discipline lifestyle. And then the COVID hit, and I struggled this year financially. Okay. Okay. But in that struggle, I was able to to look at something else. Even though I was in school and stuff, I never did. I do it really to go do it, or did I do it really for self knowledge for myself to help people? More, I don't know exactly why I was going to school, but I was going to school, okay? okay. Uh, and I, I didn't have a choice. So what I did is uh, I put up Ron Recovery. I didn't know what I was doing. I called somebody, let's do a, a, a website. I tried a couple of places to get jobs. So explain, so explain to us, those who don't know, what is exactly this Ron Recovery? Ron Recovery is... Uh, It's a recovery outpatient-based program. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I do. I do. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. I speak about my personal my personal journey, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what I do is I give uh, three months, six months, and a year outpatient program. People who have families, children who want to keep it on the down low, who wanna don't have time to go into treatment, but who are willing. You have okay. to be willing to change, right? And I'll be very, very direct and open. Yes, I give, like I said, three, six, 12. You need three months. Okay. And also... Well, you give six in a year. I guess some people just some struggle Some people more. just want it, but the <sighs> truth is, is I do recommend three months. And also, if a person, because I have gotten a, a, a couple of people uh, to help and then like recently there was a gentleman where I told him you know what I don't think I can help you you need to go to an inpatient like I won't lie to somebody yeah yeah to transparency take, and honesty is to take here. their money right you know what I mean we're playing I'm playing how much with, are we talking about if you don't mind me asking uh, I charge three grand for three months okay okay but I you do we do a whole therapy uh, uh, around addiction and it's it's not my own uh, imagination stuff. It's not step work from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's based on what I'm doing in school, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we break down character defects. We find the core really of the problem. So it's like, so this program is like what? Daily, weekly? Uh, what I do is uh, 
three phone calls a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, whether well now it's Zoom, obviously two one hour and a half sessions a week. You get if you want to call it homework or you know you get homework with that, and uh, we go with it. If on the fly, obviously you, if anybody needs to call me more than that, they call me. You know what I mean? And uh, I take it from there, and we just repeat, 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 and repeat. Meaning when I say repeat, it's we change your lifestyle. Yeah, way, yeah, your habits. You know, uh, but all that change happens. You know, people are not even. You know, I didn't even know what a character defect meant. Yeah, yeah, cognitive, cognitive behavioral too. That's, you know what I mean, and uh, that's what I work a lot too, yeah. right? And that's what we learn in school a lot. So it's like, in order to change, you have to get to the core of the problem, right? So we, it's like what I do is I break down the person, meaning get to the core of every problem down to the childhood right of with every character defect you go all the way to the, all the, the way, roots all the way to the roots right and then we see which ones and even to the point where it's happened to me where a person is going to talk to me about jealousy for example and I, I tell them you didn't go deep enough go deeper let's go deeper yeah, yeah. and then I, like i'll guide him in a way right and when i say guide it's i don't have uh I do have a structure, but we get there. I but get it's custom there. made. I'm guessing it's pre-established for depending on who's coming to see exactly. you. Exactly. You know what I mean. And then we we take and we take the uh, once we get to the core because we have to get rid of. You it's know, the journey down the rabbit hole, right? Exactly. <laughs> we have to get rid of the shit. Sorry for my the way I'm talking. We have to get rid of the shit to get new shit you in there. See it as it is. Yeah. Huh, at this we point. have to get rid of the garbage. You know, we have to identify the demons yeah, yeah. in order to be able to take care of the demons. For sure. It's like bad grass. You have to remove the bad grass before exactly. you plant new flowers. Exactly. You know, it's simple, but it's not easy. Simple in theory. You know, <laughs> it's, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? So I'm going to conclude this podcast by asking you guys, now that the confinement got postponed to another 28 days, November 26th or whatever, and I'm guessing it's harder during this period now that we're technically on lockdown and confinement, mm-hmm. especially now the gyms are closed. Yeah. You're stuck with yourself with that reflection in the mirror. And some people are not necessarily at the end of their addiction in the sense it's so, so bad, mm-hmm. but maybe to avoid to go deeper into that negative path. Would you guys have any suggestions or ideas to filter remove or better or work on maybe books maybe habits maybe movies or whatever to avoid these things because i'm i can only imagine now there's a lot more people on drugs now because you're stuck at home a lot more alcohol a lot of people have been drinking Uh, a lot the first confinement and it's a slippery slope uh, you can journal Mm -hmm. one you can journal two there's the government is giving help right now as well Right, you can reach out to the government. Uh, you can call a friend. You can call. You can DM so you have me. To put it out there. Yeah, you can DM me. I'll give you an example. Anybody who hears this and needs help, you can. Oh, I'll DM, tag all the information yeah, to you. You can, to you can DM me. You can DM Sean. Uh, you can DM George. You know what I mean? Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous again. Cocaine Anonymous. There's somebody. Somebody's gonna be there for you. You know. There's no. Uh, but they have to reach out. Yeah, keep that's it, the keep thing. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. One day at a time. 
you know so and, try not uh, to use for that one day it's it's it, i can like i can like i believe i'd be dead in this confinement if i was still mm-hmm. using me too no but that's what's the scary yeah. part because i was listening at you guys and i'm like wow imagine if you were stuck here yeah. during this confinement yeah. where you know uh, saq is uh yeah. is uh how did they call it um bien essentiel yeah. uh the the weed shop too and mm-hmm. i'm like but but i actually did my steps through the like uh during the first quarantine and uh also uh i also like seeing a therapist every week Uh, therapy yeah. is actually meditation yeah. meditation yeah. so i'm and also uh, the first uh quarantine i was doing a lot of meetings like it's on zoom so the now meetings, oh, okay, it's every on day zoom. so every day i was doing meetings so i was logged in every day all kind of, like uh, all meetings like french side english side so it helped me a lot like through the quarantine confinement uh just doing simple stuff you know like uh, walking Uh, running you know first time i, I just uh, i ride a bike you know never yeah. did that you know <laughs> fuck never whatever did it takes i guess bicycle. yeah i day. did bicycle like last sunday you know before i was never like riding a bike you know <laughs> shit he had sunglasses in a club <laughs> yeah, now he's riding a bike riding a bike big c no not even my own bike i was riding big c credit card five bucks you know <laughs> you sound angry about that yeah. i just didn't sell it for coke yeah so you know like uh yeah i was you know riding a bike was was nice like uh, doing simple simple stuff helped me a lot like taking care of my kids uh like no especially uh, that week that you don't have your kids right because yeah. when you have your kids you can focus on the kids yeah. uh, but know. i i, I J'ai trouvé des trucs like I was painting shit never painted ah, my painting. life fuck Here you know <laughs> No but it's funny because I know a lot of painters now like a lot of people do paint yeah, a lot just, of do pottery you know? do whatever <laughs> type that, of artistic you know? something that That's uses nice. your imagination or turns off yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of the reality type exactly. of thing Exactly so uh, write poetry or whatever that I might be I was scared to be b- alone you know by myself so now it's easy like uh, can So now confinement 2.0 is yeah, it's done It's a breeze. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to say that uh, he says that. Me too. I used to be scared to be alone, but I never feel alone now. Yeah, I'm uh, alone 80% percent of the day. I never feel alone. That's actually very powerful there too. Again, yeah. being alone and feeling alone are two yeah. different and feelings. I enjoy being alone a lot now. Yeah, but before I was oh shit, I was sleeping on the couch doing drugs. Yeah, because you wanted to scare to confront yourself. Yeah, exactly. Your demons, in other words. And like my 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 structure and my character is the same when I'm around people and when I'm alone. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't let go of anything when I'm around people or I'm alone, right? You know? I don't know if it makes any... Well, it makes sense to me. And again, I, I can understand where that's coming from because you have to focus on where you've been, where you are now, and the wise the why nots and uh, honestly for me and I'm not even in this and it's scary to me because I have kids I wouldn't want them to go through that I have family I have good friends and I'm very now like because you try to find for those micro expressions those body languages those little signs because it's really easy to mix a good time and an addiction especially Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. because everybody could justify it because Mm -hmm. oh we're in You know confinement let's just have fun fuck the world uh-huh. it's a party let's have fun but you're not with these people constantly so is it a reoccurrent bad habit 
or is it just once in a while type of thing? And I feel like once in a while type of thing could easily become yes. a daily yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And Especially I right want to help, but like I said, it's really hard because you don't want to offend somebody. You don't want to jump ship. You know what? It's that person that you're not offending anybody because that person, you know what? I wish somebody, not I wish because people did. I just didn't want to listen. I don't hate these, those people today, but I mean, as a as a as a drug addict in recovery, taken into consideration what people tell us, whether we admit it or not. Okay, you know that's what I mean? good to know. So we take it into consideration, even if we deny it, even if like, even if let's say hypothetically speaking, we were best friends and you told me I had a problem and I thought to go fuck yourself, mm-hmm. and I would run out of here uh, in my car. I'd be thinking about it. It's fucking right. And what am I supposed to do about it? And how do I go about this? And where do I get help? I would constantly think about it. So that's actually important to know. So people should actually say what they yeah. have to say, even though they don't get a real reaction, it would echo in their mind. Yes. And hopefully it would react a positive thing. I'll have to thank you guys for this. This was very appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll put all the information for everybody anyway on the pod. If everything goes well, we'll be on extremely soon. And if anything, anyway, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. So good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Ciao.